core of farming impact is the belief we all have the opportunity to create the life we want to live. It's in the mistakes and the discoveries that we become who we were meant to be. So we've invited some of our friends and network to share their stories with us. The conversations cover everything from leadership, emotional intelligence and current events to our superpowers, real talk and the big questions we all want to know. So at the end of each podcast, we will leave you with some tips, tools and takeaways that you can use to form impact in your life. So listen in. Welcome to Forming Impact. Hi and welcome. Um, we have here today with us Suzanne Barrow, leadership coach and writer for Forbes, as well as many other things that we're about to dive into and find out about you. But you're also one of my very, very good friends. And I just want to thank you for joining us today to talk about everything that's going on in the world and how to be an impactful leader during this time. Um, you yourself uh, have inspired me um, as both a leader and as a good friend. And so I look forward to sharing this conversation with others. Oh, thanks, Fiona. What a wonderful introduction. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. And so tell, tell us, how is everything going in this uh, new normal for you? And what, how do you define um, your role at present? And what's changed? And, and how is how's life shaping up right now? Yeah, uh, great question. Well, you and I have spoken about this. Um, you know, I think it's been, it's an unprecedented time for all of us. Uh, and I think it's a, uh, an emotional roller coaster for all of us. And I don't think it matters who you are. Um, you know, our, my own personal story that I shared with you. I mean, when everything hit, we were in California and we had to leave early and come home, um, not recognizing how uh, serious it was getting. And, um, and then, you know, really quickly learned, you know, uh, how everything was shutting down. Um, my husband couldn't work. My neighbor lost his job as a VP. I had about $100,000 worth of work uh, canceled or put on hold. Um, you know, we went to the grocery store and for the first time in my country, there just wasn't products. Shelves were empty. And so um, it was scary. It's, it's, it's scary watching what feels like a really solid uh, first world that I have always benefited from and had the luxury of living in um, uh, feel like a house of cards. So, you know, I think I'd be lying if I said I haven't been terrified. <laughs> Absolutely terrified um, and sad for the world, for my friends. And I think, you know, you, you and I have talked about we likely are among those hit the least hardest. And so I, I just feel for so many around the world and for um, people I know who, whose livelihood will not come back anytime soon, if ever, and will lose their business and perhaps don't have uh, the savings that I have or aren't at that stage in their entrepreneurial journey um, to sustain themselves. And I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, so it's been a lot. It's been, uh, you know, and then we're homeschooling and um, trying to uh, adjust every day. And so in some ways, you know, I have always worked uh, at home. So it's been, I can, when I'm at work, I kind of feel normal. And I remember I go upstairs and everyone's home <laughs> and they're always going to be home. And so it's been a lot. Yeah. 
gosh. Yeah. It's not, I, I, um, when we talk, I always appreciate how how open we can be with each other and find the positives you know we can talk we, we can real talk and then find ways to find a, a journey out of the current situation whether that be because you've got two kids and a husband all in one room and you're trying to work from that room too or or how it's surviving the weekend you know I think sometimes it's finding little wins each day to keep moving forward and at the moment that's probably harder than ever but if we I think I'm kind of living day by day. I think sometimes when we're talking to each other, we just try and find the happiness in the moment. Yeah, you know, if we can find peace in the moment, that seems to help. And I know that's something that you and I have spoke about a lot. But I've really, you really taught me how to find peace in that moment. And and I think actually, even from some of uh, with with your work as well, I've answered questions. I I've re-answered questions that I used to ask myself, and um, that you'd shared with me, and it fit it help me get back to like okay what's what's next what's the purpose of right now what's the purpose of what's next and how to just keep aligned yes and so yeah sorry keep going oh no please please chat no i was just gonna say i mean i think in the biggest picture and i think a lot of us are feeling this Mm -hmm. is my my greatest picture as as to why we're here. I think we're spiritual entities having a human experience. And I think a lot of us feel that way because we don't, we don't feel like, uh, just, we feel limited in this human form. I think it's why we create, um, you know, superheroes because we all uh, desire to do more than we can in this, in this very limited material plane. And in some ways, it's the greatest form of meditation. Like I saw a beautiful thing on social media that said, I feel like we've all been told we were doing bad and we had to go to our room and think about it, you know? And so we're all kind of left to sit with ourselves um, and to stop. And at a really high level, this is, uh, we, you know, a very, very beneficial time for us. Um, you know, uh, you know, one of my greatest uh, teachers in my my work and in my own life is Michael Singer. Love his work. And I just before I you and I got on the phone, I have a little desk calendar, and today's one just said, you know, if you if you really choose to be happy, then you will then you will be happy all of your life, and you will also reach enlightenment because happiness is the root of enlightenment. And I just thought, ah, oh, there, you know, it's what you and I have talked about is what is my one daily win? Like, what if I just focus on the things that go right and give them way more attention than I would anything else? All of a sudden, my world becomes with all these beautiful interactions with my friends and people I care about and how precious that is. And we know this because when we lose a loved one, um, we think, why didn't I just enjoy and spend more time? Why did I worry about all these other things? Because these little things are the only thing in life. And so if we actively, you know, foster that mindset, which I think, you know, I've had to do three, three years ago, which we'll probably talk about as I had to rebuild my business. And it served me so much to be able to, when this all hit, you know, even though it's a terror, I'm terrified and scared as, as all of us should be and, you know, will be, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if we can have some kind of a practice to come back to as far as, what's the one daily win? What's really working well? What's beautiful right now? All of a sudden our mind and our attention flows to those things. And then our days just kind of become filled with them. And yeah, there's pro- there's always problems, but there's n- there will never come a time where there won't be. 
So it's like we get to decide what world do we want to live in. So I think we're all forced right now and have the opportunity to do what you and I've been talking about is there's nothing like there's nothing wrong. No one has failed here. It's the world doing what it's doing. And in it, we always have the opportunity of what meaning will I give? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Exactly. Like you said, it's it, what, what can we give in this moment? And so I, I like, what are you giving yourself? How are you investing in yourself at the moment? Because so many leaders turn to you, you know, how are you being able, how are you being able to stay on top of it as a leader as well by investing in yourself? Yeah. Um, you know, when everything hit and a whole bunch of work was canceled, the first thing I did, uh, because I, I know myself, I like to be valuable. It's one of my um, great needs. And so I, you know, I put on LinkedIn, I'm offering pro bono sessions and I was quickly busy with just leaders from around the world. And for me, that was inherently beneficial. I knew people needed um, time to think and I listen to people for a living and I can help them hear themselves and focus and, and leave with clarity and sort of feeling inspired and good. And so I thought, great, I get to give my gift, which is why I do this work, you know, anyways. And so I had the opportunity to do that. I also then got to feel good because those people appreciated and I knew it was valuable to them. And so it was inherently a win-win. Uh, but I also got to hear on the ground of what was happening in India. You know, what was it like for someone in lockdown, unable to go out? You know, what about in someone in Puerto Rico? What about in various places in the United States and in Canada, someone in the UK? What was life like for them? And, and so it just informs me. And then it helps inform my writing. So I got busy uh, writing, which is another way to add value and touch more people than I can touch personally. So that's one way that I was sort of professionally um, giving, but it gives back to me. Um, and, you know, you and I talked, it's like, uh, you know, how are you? I was like, you know, working harder than ever and making no money. Um, and not, not sure how we're going to pay all these bills, but, but um, inherently feeling satisfied and, and, and engaged so that I didn't go to a dark place. Um, the other is um, um, there's been days, and, and I know I've texted you, is that, you know, I've been fighting tears all week because there was just all these little things like my friends um, struggling and then, you know, things, you know, uh, uh, not working out at my end and all these little pieces. And it just continued to feel like a lot. And so the, the greatest thing that I have learned and I'm still learning is to not make myself bad or wrong or like criticize myself when I'm down is to, you know, there's a, um, a quote I came across some years ago and it said, I'm not finished doing nothing yet. And I kind of feel like, you know, I'm not finished feeling sorry for myself yet. And so I actually have given myself, you know, I'll feel really bad. I'm like, you know, nothing good is going to come from any work I do today. And in fact, I'm kind of a little negative ball of energy. And so I've even warned my husband to say like, don't, you know, don't touch me today. Like don't interact with me because I'm just not, I'm not in a good place. And, and then I have, you know, purposely not emailed anyone because I just knew the tone, the spirit that it would be written with would just really serve no useful purpose. And so then I get out. I somehow go out into the woods, which I have the luxury of living nearby and I recognize not everyone does, but some way of not feeling bad for um, feeling bad. It's like, I'm feeling really bad. I'm going to feel really bad. I'm actually going to eat really crappy too. 
and I'm just going to actually enjoy it. <laughs> and I'm going to do it until I want to stop doing it. Yeah. And sometimes that's several days. And I think that's okay now. I think that it's part of we're grieving a world we once knew. And some of us are grieving loved ones and weren't able to be around loved ones, uh, whether it's for the virus or any other reason. And so it's like, let's just, you know, uh, uh, like just let this be inner kindness. And I, and I think it's the hardest thing to do. It's, I think it's, I teach what I most want to learn. And so I, I teach largely inner kindness because I find very successful people particularly hard on themselves. And of course, it's the first thing that I need to work on as well. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, when you said um, you're a little ball of negativity, well, I, I just think of you as a ball of absolute positive force. But I think we are all dealing with some negative negativity right now. And, and that's the thing, being able to call on your inner self, but also those around you, you know, calling on your inner self and saying, how can how can I accept what I'm going through? So living in that feeling and allowing yourself to live in that feeling. I love that you shared that. And also talking about clarity. You talked about just finding that space to be clear. And and finding that clarity for yourself then allows you to find it for others too. And and we've talked a lot about creating value, haven't we? We've, you know, when when you can't create an income or you can't quite get your mind in that space of what's next just find that moment to create value and you have an incredible value to share and I know it touches people's lives and the way you write is just so powerful and and it's and I think that's what we need right now I think reading things that can actually bring us in like bring us positivity um, and not negativity or not fear because we are living in an element of fear um, yeah. and shock and uh, it's really nice when I've read a lot of your articles recently, and I've, I always do, but you speak with such um, clarity, um, but also in this tone of kindness, empathy, compassion, understanding, um, are probably the things that come to me most, but the way in which you share is also very open from your heart and I think that's why you have such an incredible way of, of showing people how to lead um, with kindness and it's actually something that came up that was a big thing that came up last week in another call that I'd had and um, that was actually with the UN that we were talking about before and and one of the biggest takeaways was let's all be kinder yeah. let's all be kind and you speak to leaders on a daily basis I mean have you found that leaders have been able to find that space to be kind even with such fear and and unknown and the unknown the fear of the unknown and just the fear of and shock of what's going on and not knowing how to maybe lead when they can't invest in the future because they haven't invested in the moment just yeah. to keep yeah. things going yeah um you know i think that um the you know i'm interested in um levers like what's the one or two smallest changes that has the greatest possibility to have a cascade of positive impacts, whether in an individual or, or organizational system. If we go to what you just said as far as the individual, um, I, one of the biggest levers is inner kindness, compassion, grace, 
um, allowing our own humanity. You know, we talk about authenticity and vulnerability as, as critical in leadership at the best of times. Of course, it's needed now more than ever. But the, the, the catch is, in order to actually be kind to you, I have to do it to me. And very few of us are skilled at doing this. And we can, and we don't even actually quite recognize how, um, how little we actually give ourselves our own compassion or grace or um, allow for us not to be, you know, crushing it every single second. And one, it's not sustainable and it's not the way to any kind of success that matters, not the kind that any of us really want. And yet we work harder and faster to do it. And the only thing that we can give out there is what's in here. And then, of course, when we're under pressure, which is now, the only thing that can come out is what's inside, and it will come out quite um, sharply. Uh, we won't be able to buffer it. In the best of times, we can, sort of, you know, uh, soften it a little bit. Now we're just completely reacting because there's so much coming at us. And what's coming out is inside. And I, like an example with myself is, you know, even in the best times here, I'm I think I'm doing fairly well. I'm feeling pretty good, heading to a meeting, life as well. And someone cuts me off in traffic. And my first thought is, screw you. And I'm mad. And I think, wow, I'll surprise myself. And I think, I don't have an inner kindness. Where, where did that come from? How would I get so mad at something so simple? This person that cut me off or you know, sent an email and copied my boss and maybe I felt it made me look bad or something. Something triggers us and what's our instant reaction? I'll watch myself and think, there can't be inner grace and compassion or understanding if the first thing that came out with the simplest you know, being provoked was just nastiness. And so then I think, okay, I'm lying to myself. What I, and because the, when I'm really well, when someone cuts me off, what happens is I think I have done that. I, I was on the hospital to see my mom. I wonder if they're doing the same thing. Now, there may or may not. Maybe they're just some young hotshot kid that just got his license. Regardless, it doesn't matter. What matters is what I do with it because it changes my life, not theirs. And then I bring that energy to everything I do and it influences everyone I touch from there. And that's how we really need to lead first ourselves because we lead in relationship. Like, am I setting the tone of the relationship with you or do I take my cues from you? And what we need to do is only, you know, I think it was, I think I read it that um, Oprah Winfrey has in her office a sign that says, you're responsible for the energy you bring into this room. And I think, yes, we're, we're, we're all responsible for the energy that we bring to other people, which is why when I'm really not good, I try not to touch too many people. Because <laughs> 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 it's just, it's, it's natural to not be good sometimes. I mean, we, the, the idea that we're all going to be, you know, like, like the Dalai Lama, it's just not going to happen. So you get to be pissed off, angry, frustrated. I love that you say, you know, I'm for you, your experience is one is positivity because you and I have talked over the last couple of weeks and I have just ranted and been nasty. And isn't it interesting when we're, when we're able to just share where we're really at, like I am frustrated, I'm pissed, I'm, you know, I'm mad at the world, I, this isn't working, that other people, if, if we have the right kind of relationships, they actually don't experience that as nasty because we're not taking out on them. We're just being real with how we are. So we, you find those like friendships 
and colleagueships where it's appropriate, right? If you're a senior level leader, obviously you don't do that with your people. That's not appropriate. You don't do it with your children. Um, but you find those peer relationships where you can do that with, and because the energy has got to go somewhere. You got to get it out, vent, complain, you know, box it out like I was doing downstairs in my gym and then get in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes some while, it takes some work. <laughs> <laughs> and well honestly I, I I just feel the positivity but it's funny as you as you're saying that I, I'm sitting there going oh gosh I do I I have this thing I call it the pity party and I give myself a small amount of time and I'm like you go be pitiful about yourself or about everything and then you have to dust it off and some days it's easier than others like you're saying you know some days you're like there's goodness inside me so therefore it can come out and actually as you were saying that I was just like I, I couldn't agree more and, and you said in order to be kind to you or to others I need to be kind to me first and that is part of investing in yourself because if you can't take this time when we're in lockdown and the world is closed down if we can't find the time in that in this time to be kind to ourselves when are we ever going to find the time for that yeah and and being kind to ourselves right now, which is which is hard, and I know a lot of people are struggling in different ways. And whether you're working more or whether you're working less, it's hard to be positive all the time, like you're saying. And we're not the Dalai Lama, and I'm pretty sure he's had some thoughts and he's worked really hard. He's probably spent thousands upon thousands of hours to be so good at always thinking positive. And we don't always always have thousands of hours to learn how to always think positively. Yeah. Well, I think there, there's some some sort of freedom too in um, um, allowing, like the human mind can think every conceivable thought, and so we're all all of it. Like I can be a, a straight up asshole, and I can be the most kind, loving person. The truth is, we can all be that, and we just want to say. Like there's, I don't know anyone that can't be a jerk um, because it's really hard to live in a human form that keeps decaying and everything keeps changing on you. And then you just get old and, and then you lose everything that you love. I mean, how fun is that? Right. I mean, at, <laughs> at a really high level, this is not a good gig. Um, um, but there's so much beauty in the journey, which is why most of us stick it out. A friend of mine said, uh, she uh, said to me, you know, what was really helpful to her was, just this idea that, you know, there's all this, like, you know, use this time to develop yourself and use this time to grow and meditate or think. And, you know, while the world's falling apart, it's like, you know, someone said, you know, you don't have to do personal development in a global pandemic. It's like, seriously, you know, you, you, you don't worry about advancing yourself. If you can get through it without, without harming too many people and yourself with thoughts or actions, mm -hmm. that is a raging success. And I think we need to lower our standards, um, get by. Some days you're going to do nothing and that's okay. Some days you're going to take 10 steps back. That's okay. If you hurt people, try to apologize. No one expects perfection. I mean, my husband and I have had to apologize to each other so many times, like several times throughout the day, because it's like, we're just nappy with each other. Well, wouldn't you be in a global pandemic when you're, you know, you can't work and money's not coming in, the bills keep coming and this is normal. So give yourself a break. If you're getting through the day, if you have a friend or two, um, you know, what, what do you have that you could enjoy? And then just give yourself a big pass. And there will be days then all of a sudden, as soon as I let up on myself, I find I, I'm actually inspired. I actually 
don't want to eat the junk food and I want to get up on the off the couch and I want to call someone um, uh, and just hear how they're doing. It's so relieving to talk hear how other people are doing um, instead of you know if, if we try to make ourselves happy. I just find we're miserable. Yeah. So and I always feel when we speak and I'm sure we all have these people in our lives, but when we speak because we also hold a no judgment zone and we can just be as vulnerable and as unhappy or as happy as we need to be in that moment we're kinder after it like I literally leave and I'm like ah oh. like whenever we have those and that's friendly chats you know as well as we talk about life and the world and things but at the end of the day it's finding that friend you know like you were saying earlier too that relationship that holds space that's and I think we really we always say this but we don't hold a judgment space so how so we we can totally share everything we need to be and yet just sustaining any level of normality right now is, is is near enough impossible so just surviving is is amazing and i'm so pleased you said that because i think i think we all fall into that on the good days we're like oh my gosh we can grow and we should be developing and doing picking up every project we promised ourselves we would have done over the last five years that hasn't been done let's do it now and you just think hold on we didn't just gain extra hours in each day it sometimes feels that way. Some days fly by, um, but just trying to survive and live and be the best human that we can be in yeah. this time. And I mean, when you're talking to leaders, are you seeing, because you speak with executive leaders. And so you're also seeing a different group of, of people who are really often at a point where they're holding everyone below them together. You know, yeah. and so they, they need to speak to you to help them kind of get that somewhat of a, I'll be your survival on this. Like, I'll be your survival net. This is how we're going to do it together. Um, I'm here for you. Hold a non-judgment zone for them. How are you seeing leadership in this new normal um, maintaining itself? And is it is it able to grow in this zone? Or is it literally about how do we adapt and survive? And yeah. how can we help others? You know, it is, um, it's literally all over the place because uh, some companies are performing exceptionally well. This is a great time for them. Um, and so in some ways there it's business uh, as usual, you know, like the, uh, even though uh, people are sort of uh, working from home, but they were quite set up to do so and, uh, and they're thriving um, and uh, uh, you know, they're talking about growth Um um, and then for others, it's um, quite um, sort of personally devastating um, uh, as far as uh, being unable, unable to see, uh, you know, their uh, parents who are ill and or um, uh, vulnerable and uh, wondering if they're ever going to see them again. So it's really been everything under the sun. But I think, you know, if I were to take the average uh, sort of conversation is it's how do we lead now? And uh, a lot of it um, is really how do we double down on humanity because it is, and we're seeing it through all the commercials and all the companies that are doing things really well right now. We will never forget these, you know, and we'll, uh, you know, as Maya Angelou said, uh, you know, we'll forget what people said and what they did, but we'll never forget how they made us feel. That has always been true. It's now magnified. And so how we have, how we treat people during this time, 
um, matters. And it, and it may be, you know, uh, a lot of um, uh, leaders have had to let uh, a significant portion of people go. Um, and people understand that, they really do. Um, it's how that's being handled and are we handling it well? And it comes down to the, you know, the, the how are we communicating, um, you know, the frequency, the, uh, the, um, w the humanity with which we communicate. Um, and the only way that we can do that is if we're actually in touch with that ourselves. Um, and I think uh, it, um, it's most of my work have been helping leaders hear themselves, you know, to take all the chaos that generally and the complexity that they always handle, but now it's like, you know, changing minute by minute and day by day and really bringing it down to um, what do you need to do today? Who needs to hear from you today? And what do they need to hear? And what kind of structures can you set up? You know, I know one um, organization um, meets every single morning now as an ELT, executive team, to connect and then determine what do we need to communicate out to our organization? Because it's much like parents to children. And people are now going, what's happening today? And what does it mean to me today? And so we need to focus them now more than ever. So it's like, you know, frequent um, uh, and early communication, uh, early and often, early and often, early and often, especially in crisis, because people get really scared and they think, well, that was yesterday. What about today? And so the messages today is, look, we still don't have very many answers. What we do know is X, Y, and Z, and what we're going to focus on and what matters that we do today is A, B, and C. And you matter, and you're part of this, and it matters that you do your best. Do you have what you need? How are you? That kind of communication is just really natural human communication. The more we can bring people together virtually, the better. I'm working with one organization where we're... Uh, we were going to do a couple of offsites, and what we're now going to do is use the whole rest of the year just to take it all virtual and to have the whole senior leadership team become really, really good at virtual, even if we could fly together in like October. Why not use this year to get really, really good at this thing called uh, technology and how it can play out seamlessly? Like, there's a way that it really can play out seamlessly behind our relationships. And it's not as, um, as perfect as in person and the luxury of that. But if we, if we don't have that, we, we really can use this to feel. And if we double down on what we do when we're with people, like to be present, to pay attention to who they are and what's happening for them, such that they feel um, that they matter, that they care, because they, we do care. I mean, we don't fake this well. You, you've got to care about people. If you don't, just get out of leadership. Do something else. You've got to love and care about the human element in business. But if you do that, people will feel it. And then you do it in this moment. And then uh, when you leave, you've got relationship equity that can move mountains. If I am um, concerned and frustrated with all the to-dos and the weight of the world, and I come here and I just jump in to business, 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 and then leave, I've missed a huge opportunity. And I've just made so much work for myself because you're not engaged and now how do I get you engaged and you're feeling left off way off to the side. And what's needed now more than ever is as this thing continues to unfold, like I know I'm talking a lot, but there's a key point here. Um, as, as, this, as, as crisis hits, we usually come together as people, as teams. We unite around, oh my goodness, there's this thing. And so we start to come together as communities. As it goes on, the research shows we start, we'll start to drift apart from that. 
And so now more than ever, what we need is leadership to say, you matter, you are a part of this, you belong. What do you need? Are you good? Do you have all the tools and information that you need to run with it and do your work great? Go do exceptional work. Recognition, validation, checking in. And so we got all the technology tools to do that. And as leaders, we need to own that and hold the whole container together. Uh, so that people feel that when people feel that uh, we'll get exceptional work and you know some people will choose to go back into the office and some people won't feel comfortable with that right away we don't want to judge them everyone's got to make decisions that's right for their family we don't know why they're making them um, but i know twitter uh, just announced i think it was yesterday that they are allowing everyone that is able to work remotely can do so forever from now on so some people are going to choose that. They're introverted. It works for them or their family system um, uh, and or they don't feel comfortable going back into the office space. Other people are extroverted and, and really want to be in the office space. Wonderful. Uh, some people might come back later. There's going to be everyone's just going to make decisions for themselves. And let's just maybe hold the understanding that we don't know what's in their personal histories and they're in their life circumstances as to why they are making those decisions people usually make decisions out of love. Uh, you know, my, uh, my mother lives with us and she's elderly and I cannot afford for her to get this virus. Therefore I will not go back to the office. We'll never know that. And so let's just hold and allow everyone to make their own decisions. Um, and that, and then we can bring true kindness mm -hmm. into this. So I know I went off on a bit on a tangent there. Oh, that was incredible. No, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I think, and just, what you touched on just a few minutes ago, recognition, validation, and checking in. You know, I think we can do that with ourselves. We can do that with our work colleagues. We can do that with those who look up to us, whether that be family members too, you know, it's just being present. And thank you so much for, for diving into that too. You're talking about everything that a leader can be and how in this right now, even amongst all the noise that's going on and all the uncertainty, there's still ways in which we can look at others and be there for others. And like you said, if, a, if you're not a people person, you, can't, you shouldn't be a leader. And I think that's a hard truth that maybe some people need to hear because leadership is, leadership is a version of love too. Um, it's saying, I'm walking this way. Like, and if people respect and love and look up to that, then they'll, they'll understand and they'll walk beside you rather than just follow the walk beside you. Um, and I think it's, I mean, what a, nice, what a nice thing to think that the person leading you or the person you choose to follow um, being a leader is someone who's actually doing it from love because their love of people because their heart is in it and not just because they're potentially either being paid to do it or they think that they should. Yeah. Or to title. Yeah. Or to, or yeah. to title. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and I love your point too, because I think there is, there's so much noise right now. Um, but really if we come back to it in some ways, there's, there's, it's really simple. Just treat people well, like treat them golden rule, how you want to be treated. Um, and if all you do, is have that, like, you know, treat people well, um, uh, do right by people um, in, in the best way you can. And it's an imperfect world. There are gonna be people you're gonna lay off and they're gonna be mad with you. 
be understand you know their anger of course they'd be they're the last year it has nothing to do with you uh be kind be kind be kind um treat people well uh, 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 uh and and if all we do is get that right it's enough it's never forgotten you know never we can always say you know uh you know that person needs to let me go but you know i respect how they did it I respect that they, they took me aside and what they communicated and they gave me some hard feedback and I didn't like it at the time, but I now get it. And I like that they did that because no one else had the courage to have that conversation with me. So it always matters. It always matters. And it's enough. So if we get lost in the how many things there are to do, there are. But what matters more is who we're being, always. Yeah. Oh, Suzanne, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I think we, we've touched on so many different aspects of leadership and I know that's very much and what your daily life is and, and, and your value that you enjoy sharing is, is sh coaching people in this space and, and basically sharing your love, you know, what's inside you and how you can work with people. What are some of the takeaways you have from this time that you see will actually influence the new normal. So like you were saying with Twitter, like working from home, which is actually wonderful for introverts. And, and if you're an extrovert, then you want to be back in the office. Um, have you been able to find out things, not just about yourself, but in this journey of what the future of not just leadership, but what the future may kind of hold for you for in your own area, in your own industry, but also on other industries you've maybe been in, in touch with during this time? Yeah, I think um, for me, it's kind of like, um, I know most people sense this or have the same feeling and other futurists, uh, um, many futurists are predicting the same is that um, we simply won't go back to the world we once had. Um, that world is over and in some ways wonderful. Um, uh, much like in uh, you know uh, the second world world, women, women went to work and they never quite came back um, and so, you know, now it's just people went home and never went back in. So I think there, there's a huge opportunity now for so many people to have so much more flexibility around how and when they work, um, because we can, we had, we had to figure out how to work remotely overnight, um, where a lot of companies wouldn't allow it and people wanted it all along to raise families and for all kinds of purposes. And, um, and all of a sudden overnight it became acceptable. And now everyone's set up um, where they weren't set up. Like I know I was talking to someone in India and, and uh, the biggest problem was getting laptops to everyone um, when the trains weren't working. And so, but now that will, uh, you know, my understanding is some of that's been set up. And so I think the, uh, the, the flexibility um, of how we work um, and then um, just the, the, the change in um, how we live is going to be different because I don't think we're going to be shaking hands anytime soon. And, um, and I think uh, we're, we're, we're going to become much more uh, efficient. I think we've dropped some of the formality, like you and I were talking about, is, do we need all that formality or do we actually like it when we all just can allow ourselves to be humans and sh show up and see the back side, you know, inside of my home. And, uh, you know, one uh, executive VP uh, client who runs a, like a $4 billion organization said, I ha we have never been more effective. All these meetings we had, we simply did not need. 
I mean, we, we just, you know, it, it's like, I have gotten more done and we have moved forward on so many projects. We're never going back. So I think there's going to be a heightened efficiency and cut out all the sort of things that we thought we needed, like you and I need to get together and meet together in a hotel a restaurant, all dressed up. Some of that's a bit of a waste of time. And so we're, I think we've learned we don't need all that filler that maybe we thought we needed. So I think that's exciting. But the rest of it, I think, well, you know, I'll leave that to the future. Uh, I certainly don't consider myself one because um, I just think it's not only with this virus, but, you know, I've shared with you uh, last September, I attended Singularity University's executive program, and it was all, all futures from every field under the sun. Um, uh, speaking to us and every single one said we have not even touched upon the rapid change that's going to come. You know, it, every everyone presented a hockey stick version of how much change was going to come through technology and how that the key skills for the future would be empathy, adaptability, and compassion. Because every single one of us are going to need to retool again and again and again and like literally monthly and yearly. And so this is just sort of a first hit of oh my goodness, I cannot keep, you know, I, I've got to reinvent my whole uh, way of doing business. And even from, you know, a large part of my work was virtual, uh, coaching on the phone. Um, I had done some virtual uh, workshops, but most off-sites where I was in person. But now I think, fantastic. I, you know, now I'm going to do a whole year long of virtual sessions with the senior leadership team. We're going to do virtual session, 29 people on the line. And then we're going to do one-on-one coaching sessions with them, followed by virtual, followed by coaching, followed by virtual. Um, I even think of like keynoting and things like that. Last November, I flew to Florida. It took me four days door to door to actually do a one-hour talk uh, just because of the travel schedule and when I need to show up for the conference. And that's, a, for me, a long time to be away from my family and really kind of wasted time. And now, I mean, I've seen a company through Singularity that has holographic imaging where I could stand, so not only can we do this Zoom, but I could stand in my living room, give the same keynote to and see the audience and them see me as a fully formed uh, holographic image on the stage and interact as if we need to and, and take out those entire four days. So wouldn't that be more effective? I mean, the, in person, yes, let's, well, let's bring that back as we can. We love that, we're humans. And let's couple it where there's times where we can just be more efficient in some of the pieces where we didn't need quite all the things that we thought we needed. That's my guess. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. It's, well, first of all, blew my mind when you're talking about holograms, but gosh, when you think of it like that, you just realize maybe what's happening right now has catapulted us forward to what was coming. Um, and it's just brought it forward much faster. And is it all bad? hopefully there's silver linings in amongst a, a, an unsafe environment in terms of a virus but what's safest hopefully is that we can actually look inside and find more love inside ourselves look outside to find more clarity and realize that we don't need to be doing all these things that make us less efficient and actually see how we can like you said become more efficient in this time yeah so empathetic and efficient leaders and when you said those three things, empathy, adapt, adapting, and compassion, I think they're just, 
empathy I just feel is maybe lost language and it needs to be relearned and many people have it many people are are beyond empathetic and then so often it's something that it, compassion and empathy could just be revisited and could change so much and yeah. so many people so yeah thank and, you so and, much for sharing yeah I'll just leave this one sentence because it's the yeah. root of everything I think everything 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 gets done through human relationships we have all this technology but at the end of the day it's through our human relationships um, that everything like all the opportunities come um, you know how, why am I on this podcast with you it's just because of our relationship uh, that you invited me so thank you for having me thank you so much for joining thank you for sharing um, I know you've got a busy day and um, I don't want to keep you too much longer but just really Suzanne thank you so much um, we will be uh, sharing this and I look forward to continuing conversations personally with you and hearing from you again as we move into this new era and as we adapt to to what that may become um, and sharing your insights and, and being able to connect with you again in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne.